Today, I'm shining light on three money questions millennials are way too embarrassed to ask. Welcome, my name is Coach Molly and welcome to my channel. If you're new here, thanks so much for checking out this video. I really hope that you subscribe, hit that bell icon and take a chance on pushing yourself forward. Here at Three Pines Leadership, we strive for balance in all aspects of our lives. We know that each of us has a gift, a light to shine on the world. And maybe you haven't uncovered your gift or maybe you're actually standing in the way of shining that light on the world. But regardless, if you wanna change the world for the better, then this is the place for you. Hey everyone, and welcome back. Studies have shown that many young millennials struggle with basic financial literacy. Between a lack of formal financial education in schools and the social taboos around discussing money at home, most 20-somethings are lacking when it comes to financial knowledge and behavior. It's a fact. With that in mind, here are the answers to a range of key financial questions that many millennials are afraid to ask. Question number one, what is a credit score? A credit score is a number that summarizes your finances, past purchases, and how well you manage your money. It's a three-digit number ranging from 300 to 850 that tells someone your likelihood of repaying your loan. This one number will affect most financial decisions in a person's lifetime, and it's a vital component of all major purchases. Buying a car or a house, even renting an apartment, getting loans, opening new lines of credit, all these decisions require a review of your credit score. It's imperative that you tend to your credit score since it directly impacts your finances. The goal? Keeping it as high as possible. Think of it as a game. Your score is lowered when payments are late or loans can't be repaid within the allotted time frame. So how do you win the game? Pay all your bills on time, open up credit cards strategically, and only purchase things that you can already afford. Keeping up with the Joneses doesn't help you in the long run and won't help build your retirement. I know, you think you're in your 20s now, but eventually you will want to retire. My recommendation is to determine your current credit score and how it can be improved. You can start by checking your credit score online for free. Don't do it too much because that can reduce your score as well. There are a number of websites such as Credit Karma, which will allow you to create an account and receive a credit report. Most major credit card companies offer credit scores for free. And it's a good idea to check your credit score once a year to ensure that it accurately reflects your recent financial activity and that you're not being scammed by someone else. Are you just starting out? Start by opening a checking account and a savings account. This will enable you to show lenders that you can manage your money. Once you're able to qualify for a credit card, make your payments in full each month so that you earn good credit. Bottom line, your credit score impacts your entire adult financial life. So it's important to be a good steward of it. Question number two. How much should I put in an emergency fund? Unfortunately, unexpected expenses such as car repairs, medical assistance, losing a job, all of that can happen throughout our adult lives. So for the times when our life doesn't go as planned, it's vital to have an emergency fund in the bank. The general rule of thumb for a single individual is to have a minimum of six months of cash readily available. For a married couple, the minimum is three months. And that's assuming that if one spouse loses their job, they will only need to supplement half of their joint income. 
If one spouse does not work or contributes less to the household, then it would be more prudent to have six months of cash available to cover your living expenses. Plan for the worst case scenario. A good place to put this money is, is in an interest-bearing savings account that can be quickly accessed in times of need. American Express offers high-yield savings accounts that you can link directly to your checkings account with the ability to easily transfer funds in an instant when unexpected expenses pops up. Keeping that much cash on hand may seem foolish, but not every life event can be anticipated. Bottom line, everyone needs an emergency fund. Make sure to keep yours in an account that grants you quick access to the funds. Question number three, how do I budget? Creating a budget ensures that you're spending less than you are bringing in and allows you to plan for both short and long-term goals. The 50-20-30 rule simplifies budgeting and allows you to break down your finances into three main categories. The first category is 50% of your income, and this should go towards paying for absolute necessities in life. Your essential expenses, like housing, food, transportation, and utilities, those all fall into this category. The second category is 20% of your income, and this should be directed towards your goals. Saving for retirement, an emergency fund, or college tuition all fall into this category. And number three, the final 30% of your income is voluntary obligations that enhance your lifestyle. This can be considered your wants category and includes activities like shopping and meals out. If you have difficulty keeping track of your spending, there are a number of great budget apps and spending trackers available that will help you clearly see where your dollars are going. If you are already using these tools and continue to overspend, I recommend you implement the envelope system. The good old school envelope budgeting system is a tangible way for you to visualize your spending and hold yourself accountable. The idea is to store cash needed to meet different categories of expenses in separate envelopes or jars. For example, you'll have a rent jar, car payments, utilities, groceries, savings, eating out, shopping, etc. Each month, put the allotted amount of cash into each envelope or jar. Once the cash is gone, there's no more spending in that category for the month. Using physical cash to pay for everything eliminates wasteful purchases and brings discipline to your spending habits. Bottom line, creating and following a budget involves self-discipline and sacrifice, but will help develop wise spending habits to better manage your finances now and in the future. Planning for a financially stable future can feel overwhelming and complex, especially when everyone is tossing around terms you might not understand. But becoming fiscally savvy can start with a few simple steps that will undoubtedly have you thanking yourself in the long term. Well, that's it for me this episode, my friends. Remember, save, 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 save. Until next time, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.